0: SmartCast.
1: You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. Paying rent through a credit card gives the convenience of automated payments, generates rent receipts, and can also help you achieve milestone-based rewards. But using this feature frequently also has its fair share of downside. Hi, I am Shipra from Mint's personal finance team. And I have invited Kashif Ansari, who is an assistant professor at Hansraj College, University of Delhi, who will explain how you can maximize rewards on this feature and the risks that you should be aware of.
0: Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Hi Kashif,
1: welcome to Why Not Mint Money.
0: Hi, Shitra, Thank you so much for calling in.
1: So let's start by understanding, you know, how this feature works uh, in terms of what is the flow of the transaction and what are the kind of details or documents that the users need to give.
0: Okay, so we are talking about rent payments to credit card. So the documents that we need are pretty much similar to what you would need in a physical arrangement. So as you see uh, in many properties, you would see there is a rent agreement. While in many properties or in many areas you see a consumer, the tenants are generally paying rent without any rent agreement. Right. So initially when the this credit card payment of rent started, the real estate companies, those who were into it, they asked for rent agreement. Because they without a rent agreement, there can be a misuse of this particular thing also. So they asked for rent agreement. And initially, they asked for landlord's bank details. So, a bank account number and IFSC and then they used to do the transfer through that. So, what was needed was you have to create a profile for yourself as a tenant. Then, you have to fill the details about the landlord and then finally, you have to upload the rent agreement and then you insert the amount and that particular amount is paid through that platform after the platform receives it they process the same amount to landlord via NEFT or INPS.
1: Right, but submitting the rental agreement is not mandatory on all the platforms, is that right?
0: Yes, initially when it started, uh, the Red Giraffe they had uh, one of the lowest fees and they wanted to have a genuine record of uh, landlords and tenants, so they had made it compulsory. But then no broker came which made it optional although there were some checks that if you are continuously doing rent payments then in that case uh, they they may restrict you from doing that they had one another policy that you can only make one rent payment in a particular month or within the period of 30 days so something like that but The uh, chaos or what you are saying that the rent agreement is optional. This thing started when fintech platforms or fintech companies, for example, Paytm, PhonePay or Cred, when these companies started, you know, uh, entering this particular revenue, then they, in order to lure more and more customers and to make, uh, and to, you know, make it uh, look like that it is a big ticket transaction just to increase the value of uh, the rent payments on their portal. They completely, some of them made it optional and some of them didn't even ask for this. So example could be Paytm, Paytm don't ask for it. Cred, Cred also doesn't ask for this. So all of these fintech platforms once they came in, they, they did they did not care about it that whether a genuine rent payment is happening or not
1: oh is that right yeah because i think we what i we should also tell our listeners is that some platforms also have this check that if you exceed a certain uh predetermined limit in a month then you know some of these platforms may ask you for a dental agreement
0: yeah so basically uh, let's take an example of magic break another Real estate broker brokerage company. What they do is they say that we have two kinds of convenience fees or let's say the charges. So we have zero percent up to three hundred and fifty rupees if you provide us rent agreement. So if you are a genuine person, if you have the rent agreement, you have made that, upload that, and if you pay let's say thirty five thousand till thirty five thousand rupees. Uh, 1% of that will be 350, we will return you back our convenience fee. So, we are not charging anything from you. But if you are not able to upload the rent agreement or you don't have the rent agreement, then we will charge 1.18% of transaction fees, which is not the case if you have the rental agreement. It is zero in that case. Many of these platforms may also ask you the PAN number of landlord if you are doing it for a higher amount
1: right uh can you give our listeners an idea of how much processing fees is being charged by uh, you know these different platforms that are
0: offering this feature uh, the charges would uh, range between let's say 0.46 to somewhere between two percent so it depends from uh platform to platform uh even till now red giraffe is the best platform They offer you the service of rent payment at 0.4% plus GST. So that's the lowest, uh, except for the case of Magic Break, where you can have 0%, 0%, you know, this transaction fees. General industry standard is 1% plus GST or 1% inclusive of that. So that's one band. Another band is of 1.5%, which Cred and others apply. And then in some cases, you may, you might find it around 2%. It depends. Many of them, what they do is they also give you some promotional offers. So when this, when this field was developing, at that point of time, almost all platforms had promotional schemes running. Like, for example, S G F C Bank was running a scheme of cashback of 2021. In the year 2021, where you have to make uh, a payment for consecutive three months and then you will get cashback. This is this is apart from all other cashback that you would get. This is platform specific cashback that they will get. In. Similar was with uh, Excess Bank and there were other banks also. Payzap had this thing and no broker at that point of time had the highest number of partnership, greatest number of partnership, whatever you would say at that point. So, this was just to attract the customer. Uh, currently, all this has faded away, even the reward points on many banks' credit card is now, you know, either being restricted or either being reduced to a very minimum level.
1: Right. So, I think it is safe to say that rewards, which is one of the, you know, major pulls of using a credit card, rewards in this case are transitory in le- nature. Is that right,
0: Kashyap? By transitory? If you means that it is specifically for this one or
1: that's right uh, it is
0: yeah specifically for this one i would say uh, we should divide the rewards into certain categories let's say uh, the promotional schemes that i told you about they were uh, for a temporary period of time just to increase the user base and now you won't see those things but on credit cards we have several other types of reward let's say we have milestone based rewards we have spend based uh, rewards or offers so rent payment apart from the general reward rate was very useful in accomplishing the milestone based benefit or spend based benefit so i will give you an example let's say there is one particular card which gives you an offer that suppose shipra if you do 40,000 rupees of spend in the month of July, you would get a voucher of 2000 rupees from Amazon. And this is additional from all the reward rate, whatever card you have. So they say that spend 40,000 and we give you 2000 rupees Amazon voucher. So if you calculate the value of this, 2000 rupees Amazon voucher and 40,000 spends come out to be 5%. Even if you consider that the value of Amazon could have been a little less, let's assume 4.5%. So this is a reward if for which you have to do several transactions. Let's say if you are buying if you are dining in a restaurant, if you are buying some groceries or something, so these are not big ticket transactions, right? These are these are small transactions of thousand, four thousand, five thousand. But generally, if you see the rents of metropolitan cities they generally range between twenty thousand twenty thousand to fifty thousand depending on your area so let's say if you your rent is thirty thousand if you just pay the rent you have already covered 75 percent of your spend based offer now you have you only have to care about uh, spending ten thousand more and the benefit with the rent was that rent uh, payment does not lead to overspending because rent was something which you had already committed to pay to your landlord. This is not something that you are doing only because that credit card company has given you a spend base offer. So it was a win-win situation for the user because anyways, he would have made that payment. And if just by paying it through credit card, if he is able to cover 75% of this spend base offer, now he will spend 10,000 more and he will get 2,000 rupees. So, the point is uh, similar cases with milestone rewards also. There are cards, let's say, let's take example of SBI cards. So, almost all of SBI cards have milestone based reward that if you reach up to this level, let's say you reach the level of 3 lakh, 5 lakh or 8 lakh, you would get this much of voucher. So, uh, since rent is a big ticket transaction, and it is a recurring in nature something which you have committed already. Even a rent of 20,000 or 25,000. Let's take a ballpark figure of 25,000 into 12. It is 2 50 plus 53 lakh thousand. So in a year you are able to spend 3 lakh through credit card just by doing one single fixed expense. So this helped in converting or achieving the milestone based rewards
1: right so i think what what the users can take note of is what kind of rewards that they get on there i mean what kind of rewards the bank or the credit card company is offering on the card that they use because not everyone may earn the same kind of rewards if they are making this big ticket transaction
0: yes you you have to understand that which card is most suitable
1: just one thing, Kashif, you said that, you know, some of these port platforms might be charging a processing fee as high as 2%. So, in that case, don't these charges negate the reward points that a user might, uh, you know, earn?
0: If you look at the basic level cards, you would say yes. But if you look at the premium or super premium cards, as they say, in that case, the reward rate is pretty much higher than 2% or 1.5%
1: you know coming to the downsides what are the possible downsides of paying rent using a credit card
0: so uh, if you are paying a genuine rent then i would say i am assuming that you will be able to settle your bill within the due date so there will be no uh, past due or case of defaulting okay. so there i would say in that case it is a very good point to pay rent through credit cards only because It helps you in earning rewards. You don't lose anything. You have a digital record that you have paid rent. You get rent receipt also. So uh, you don't face any problem except for one thing that since you are sharing your data, there might be some spam messages from the platform. Like for example, no broker is very infamous for this thing. As soon as you give them the data of the landlords, they are constantly spamming the landlords so that could be one one concern that you could have other platforms does not don't do this Uh, if you are not paying a genuine rent as as you know people use it for credit rotation as we say you pay it to your friends or you pay to you pay to one of your family members because there is no requirement of rent payment on many uh, rent agreement on many platforms so in that case you have to understand that whatever payment you are making since it is an expense for you it would become income from someone else and, uh, and that someone else in that case would be the receiver of that amount so suppose you, have, you are constantly paying 40,000 rupees to, to your friend every month.
1: Right.
0: So, 40,000 into 12 would be 4,80,000. You are paying rent to it and this is, this is just a bogus transaction. You are actually not uh, paying him rent. It is just for using the platform or uh, rotating your credit limit. So, at the end of the year, what will happen? That person, according to Income Tax Act, has received 480000 as rent if municipal value and other things and other provisions according to other provisions everything is lower and higher accordingly you your nav will become net annual value will become 480 you get a standard deduction of 30% from this so 480 and 30% of that goes away rest 70% of this 480 will become your income from house property Although you don't have any income from house property, but since you were paying it like that, it becomes your income from house property. And if you have other incomes also, this income will get added into that and you have to pay tax accordingly. If let's say you already had an income of 12 or 13 lakh, this the 4,80,000 minus 30% will get taxed at the highest rate of 30%. So you have to pay a tax of 30% on that. This is for receiver. Although he might not have willingly or unwillingly, whatever be the situation, he might be unaware of this. But when you receive a rent payment, it means you are accepting that you are a landlord. And that will be included in your income. Secondly, the payer who is paying it, if he is paying more than 50,000 rent in any month, It can be any of the month. If he is paying more than 50,000 in a month, then there is a section 194 IB under which he has to deduct TDS at the rate of 5%. So, let's say you paid rent, you wanted to pay rent of 1 lakh rupees to someone, Then you must have deducted 5% of that, that is 5,000 rupees and you should have paid only 95,000 rupees to the other person. This 5,000 you should have deducted and then deposited to the government according to TDS rules. If you don't do it, then you will also become in default and then interest and penalty will be charged on you for not filing TDS return and for not, you know, uh, informing them for not uh, complying all the provisions. That is what is in the income tax. Apart from that, uh, In civil cases, company or platform, anyone can, a case against you can also be filed for misrepresentation or or fraud. Because what you are doing is clearly a fraud, that person is not uh, your landlord, you are not paying uh, a genuine rent, it is just an artificial rent meant for credit rotation. So a case of fraud or misrepresentation can also be filed.
1: That's right. That's that's very important because it has come to our notice also that a lot of people use this feature as a you know means to withdraw cash through credit cards. So I think that's those are some really important points that you made there. Uh, one question that I have, Kashif, about uh, you know using this feature. Isn't it true that you know maximizing your credit limit frequently can hamper one one's credit score?
0: Yes, it does there are four important factors uh, which decides your credit limit and uh, the the most important one obviously is uh, have you ever missed the payment or not so your payment history your sh- your streak should be hundred percent if you have ever missed the payment then in that case uh, your CIBIL is bound to go down so that is the most important one. Second is the type of credit mix that you have so, whether you only have unsecured loans or you have some secured loans also, that mix is also important. And then you have the credit utilization and the uh, credit history, credit um, average credit age. So, someone who has a credit history of 15 years in the eyes of the bank will be more creditable uh, in comparison to someone who, who has just a credit history of one year. Right. Okay. So out of this, the third point that I told you is the credit utilization. So suppose uh, you have a credit limit of 2 lakh and every month what you are doing is you are utilizing 2 lakh rupees in rent payment. So think about this from bank's point of view. What bank will think that I have given this person 2 lakh rupees limit and every month he is utilizing 100% of its credit limit means this person is utilizing it very high this person is kind of credit hungry right in that case obviously your credit rating credit uh, score will go down but in this case also there are two parameters that we have to see a person can have multiple cards so a utilization of 60 percent or 70 percent on one card one particular card will also have impact but a major or severe impact will be when your overall means all uh, the combined limit credit limit of all credit cards if that goes above 30 percent then it will have significant or severe impact on your civil compared to if you have just exhausted limit on one of your credit cards
1: right so in that case, if somebody has a lower credit limit of say 40,000 per month and if they are using this feature every month for paying rent of say 20 to 25,000, that is over 50% of their credit limit. So in that case, I mean, for somebody like this, this feature might not be, you know, apt seeing as it can affect their credit
0: score. Uh, if someone has own, if someone only has one credit card and it has a credit limit of 40,000 I would say suggests you should pay a rent of around 10 to 12,000. You should not uh, try to breach the 30% uh, standard mark. This is what everybody would suggest. You should not use more than 30% of your overall credit limit. So in that case, it is not advisable. Uh, Many people even use less. If you take my example, I have around 16 cards. And over the last five years, if you see, My credit utilization, the highest was 5%. Otherwise, it is always 2% or 4%. So uh, you have to, cards are temporary, but your civil history is permanent and it will remain permanent for lifelong. So in future, whenever you go for long, in future, whenever you go for, let's say, a personal loan, home loan, your civil history will come up over there. And it's not only about the three years, bank can pull data, for your last 15, 20, 25, whatever be your history, they check everything.
1: Right. All right. So that brings us to the end of uh, today's uh, episode. Thanks a lot for joining us, Kashif.
0: Thank you so much, Shipra. Pleasure of time.
1: That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover, I can be reached at Twitter under the username of Shipra Singh Sarath, And on LinkedIn at Shiprasing. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode. This was a mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast.
0: HD SmartCast.